And I'm joined by an outstanding jewelry maker, and it's Anne Pedro from Willimantic. Her award-winning work, the permanent collection of the Slater Museum in Norwich, has been shown in galleries and museums throughout Connecticut. And right now, she's got a display at the Babbage Library at UConn in the gallery on the plaza. It's called Elements of Time, Lost and Found, the Jewelry of Anne Pedro. And I happened to stop by and see that yesterday, and I thought, what a good idea to have Anne on the radio today. Anne, good morning. Thanks for joining me today. And exactly what is your exhibit at the Babbage Library all about? It's so good to speak with you again, and uh, hello to all your listeners today. Uh, my show was a long time in coming. It was a, um, <clears throat> it was really a work of love, and it was supposed to take place two years ago, but as we all know, the pandemic came, and it's still with us, and uh, so it was delayed, but it's up right now. It's on through December 11th, and uh, it represents hundreds of hours of work for me. Uh, Each piece of jewelry is one of a kind. It's made with vintage materials. We hear a lot about repurposing. Well, this exhibition is definitely about repurposing. There's a lot of pieces there that are made out of other pieces of uh, metals and beads and all kinds of unusual things that I put together that you really usually wouldn't see in jewelry the way it's put together, Uh, but they're all one of a kind, and um, I'm very proud of it. And it's in the mode of steampunk jewelry, and a lot of people may not know what steampunk is, so how would you describe that on the radio for someone who is not knowledgeable about steampunk? Well, steampunk has a lot of its uh, background based on the Victorian era, the Industrial Age. Uh, It really wasn't uh, a true era. It is something that is very artistic. It came about over 20 years ago, and uh, a lot of people don't. I think they're a little bit more familiar with it now because there's been so many festivals around the world, art exhibitions, and uh, everything looks very, very mechanical. Uh, My pieces, to me, sometimes do look very mechanical, like they came out of a mad scientist lab or out of a Star Wars movie. Um, But I do have other influences in the pieces as well, Uh, things like the Art Deco and the Art Nouveau movement. So you'll see little touches of that. Uh, there's a piece in the show called Paris uh, 1900. It definitely has an Art Nouveau theme to it, uh, where other pieces look very um, uh, Art Deco themed. Paris 1900 pendant, vintage brass stampings, miniature Eiffel Tower, uh, tower charm, rosin, and copper. How many total works of yours are on display at the Babbage Library Gallery on the Plaza? You know, I should have an exact count, but I think I have between 40 and 50 pieces altogether. And some pieces come together very quickly. Uh, This one piece that comes to mind right now that I did, it it seemed like there was no effort involved at all. And uh, I got the design down probably within an hour to create the actual piece. Of course, it was longer, but... Uh, some pieces are very, very labor-intensive, and they're all one of a kind. So in general, how long does it take to create each of these pieces? It sounds like that one went pretty fast. Yes, that that one wasn't too bad. Uh, that one actually was for an exhibition uh, competition, 
And uh, that one, maybe, I would say maybe six to eight hours to put it together. And when people use steampunk jewelry, how do they use it? Is it designed to be used, for example, as a necklace? And if so, what other ways do people use steampunk jewelry? Well, uh, people who like steampunk jewelry, they usually wear it as a jewelry piece. But I have gotten a lot of uh, comments both from gentlemen and and uh, ladies. Uh, the gentlemen seem to like my work as well, too. I think they like the sculptural factor of it. Uh, and it is meant to be worn as jewelry. Uh, the purchaser, of course, can wear it however they like, if they want to wear it uh, on a hat or with clothing. Or uh, some of the pieces can really, the way I have them displayed right now in the exhibition, they can be used just as kind of like a little sculpture. Uh, but it's it's to everyone's own ta- taste, however they, they like to use my pieces. Do you do any drawing or? renderings before making each piece? Uh, Sometimes I do, yes. Uh, These pieces, I don't think I really did. Sometimes when some pieces become very complicated, it's much easier to put down your thoughts on paper, and uh, you can work out problems ahead of time if there are going to be any problems. Uh, But these pieces, I don't think I, I put to paper at all before they were created. Where do you find your materials to work with? I have to go everywhere. I had a wonderful resource in New York, which is no longer, of course. Uh, But to give you an example, there was a a jeweler that was closing the end of last year, and I went to go see him, and uh, he was retiring, and uh, he led me on to another resource here in the state. Uh, and I, I just found a, you know, a treasure trove of, of wonderful things with this other person, and um, I'm, I'm very lucky to have a, a large variety of, of things to work with, different elements. Um, I do really love to uh, take apart different pocket watches, things that aren't working, of course. And you hear a lot of the word repurposing, and this is definitely about repurposing pieces uh, into something new and fun and creative. When and how did you first get inspired to do this unique form of jewelry? How long have you been designing and creating jewelry? I have been designing jewelry since high school, so it's been a while. Excuse me, when I first took my first courses in jewelry. Uh, Then I went on to study with the Gemological Institute of America. And it's something I've always liked. It's when people gravitate towards a certain art form, whether it's photography or clay or metal or glass, uh, we just... We just uh, like certain things in our life, and and the jewelry, I've always loved jewelry ever since I was a little girl, so it was just kind of natural for me to get into uh, making it, and uh, it just progressed and progressed. I originally had seen a book in a store in New York City on steampunk, and uh, that's what you know, got me started. Something clicked, and I thought, oh, I could do something very similar. And uh, even though a lot of it is steampunk in the exhibition, there are are pieces that tend to be more towards, you know, the Art Deco and Art Nouveau as well. But I, some pieces have a mix of everything. It's funny how these art people work. The exhibit is called Elements of Time, The Lost and Found, the Jewelry of Anne Pedro at the Homer Babbage Library Gallery on the Plaza. It opened August 26th. It runs through December the 11th. So even though it's been open for about three weeks or so, 
The opening reception is not until this Sunday, September the 18th from 2 to 5. Tell me about that reception, who's invited, and what will take place at the reception. There's a lot of people invited, uh, a lot of friends and uh, people that I've known for many years who have been supportive of my work, which I appreciate, and uh, some different people from local arts groups. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful exhibition space. I'm very fortunate to be there. And plus, I, I expect a lot of students, of course, because school is back in session up there. And uh, I'm sure a lot of students are going to be coming by and uh, coming in to meet me. And uh, I, <clears throat> I really enjoy talking about my work. And if people have questions, I'm very, very happy to answer them. Well, there were students checking out your work yesterday when I was checking out your work yesterday at the gallery on the plaza at the Homer Babbage Library. Where do you actually create this work? you have a, a workshop where you have employees? Do you design and create everything yourself? I have no employees at all. Uh, due to the nature of the work, everything is one of a kind. So it's really a type of uh, process where I have to work alone on it. And uh, I do have a studio that I work out of, and that is local, and uh, it has many, many things in it, all kinds of things waiting to be turned into jewelry, waiting to be created. So uh, sometimes I'll go by and I'll pick up a, a piece and I'll, I'll know exactly what it's going to be used for. Other times it sits for a while. I have some pieces that I would have liked to have completed for the show that just weren't quite ready yet. So that's it'll be for the future. Are you looking for material? And with that question, where I'm going with this is that some of the work that you do involves things like model railroad parts, like the wheels and things like that. I know people that have model railroads, and maybe they've got some trains and things they don't need. Do you need that kind of stuff? Right now, it seems like I'm filled to the rafters with pieces, but I'm always looking. And uh, I was at a local antique shop a couple of weeks ago, and I found some little small pieces. So if something catches my eye and I feel that it can be transformed into something great, then I try to, I try to buy it. Where do you get your inspiration from? Oh, just everywhere. It's, it's all around me, whether it's a book, whether it's photography, whether it's architecture. Um, my goal is never to, um, oh, how can I say it? I don't want to reproduce something else or copy something that someone else is doing. Uh, I always want to put a new spin on something. I want to create something that no one has ever seen before. And I feel with the show that I've really done that. Do you have pieces that haven't been completed yet that you are working on for a future project? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and as I said a few minutes ago, uh, there's some pieces that just didn't come together for the show. And um, there's a piece I would love to wear at the opening reception on Sunday. Uh, time is ticking, so I don't know if I'm going to quite get it done for Sunday, but I'll be wearing something, that's for sure. The well-known lighting designer, steampunk artist, and author Art Donovan described Anne's work in his best-selling book, The Art of Steampunk, beautifully rendered art jewelry pieces, which are actually more akin to miniature sculptures. Anne has a great graphic sensibility and a rare sophistication in coloration and details. She is one of the best steampunk jewelry designers working today. And tell us about Anne, about Art Donovan and what the inspiration was he's been for you. 
Well, Art Donovan, I had originally invited him to... He, he's a wonderful artist, a uh, wonderful lighting designer. He's done very important projects. And, um, again, I like his work because, again, it's it's one of a kind, just, just like my work is. And uh, I had originally invited him to an exhibition that I had done here at the Mill Museum about 10 years ago. Uh, due to distance, he wasn't able to come, but uh, he said that he was working on a book. And uh, he invited me to be in his book, and everything kind of took off from there. And uh, so I was in the book. It's a beautiful. It is. It's still in print. Um, the book is on view in my exhibition, and uh, it, it includes all different types of artists who work in this genre. There's a wonderful artist who does clocks and um, sculptures. All all kinds of really tremendous out-of-this-world steampunk pieces. So I got invited to be in the book, um, which I was very honored. And uh, then he invited me to be in an exhibition, and the exhibition was um, in Seoul, South Korea, at the Hungarum Design Center, at the Seoul Art Center. So that was that was really thrilling. That was the uh, one time I had my pieces uh, shown internationally, and the show was well received, and um, it was very very exciting. So you never know what one thing will lead to. And I would estimate there were probably around fifty of your pieces of steampunk art on display at the Babbage Library Gallery on the Plaza. And there's also a cheat sheet that kind of identifies what each of those are. And some of them, there's a price listed. Others, it says not for sale. Of the ones where the price is listed, are you selling those if someone wants to buy them? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And they could they could contact me uh, directly. The uh, library does not handle any sales. That isn't what they're there for. Um, but some of the proceeds, of, if I do sell some pieces, will uh, be donated to the library for future programs. How did you get in the Babbage Library in the first place? Do you approach them? Do they see your work and approach you? Because it's a beautiful display, and I'm just wondering how the whole display came about in the first place. Well, um, as I had mentioned earlier, that it was supposed to take place several years ago, and uh, there was a a staff member there who I believe, uh, I don't know whether she retired or she changed positions, and then I had to meet with someone uh, new, and uh, she's the um, communications coordinator, and she uh, works on all the future exhibitions at the gallery, and uh, not only the gallery on the plaza, but the Stevens Gallery as well, and her name is Jean Nelson. She's been a great help to me, and so we sat down and met a couple years ago, and uh, it was supposed to take place a couple years ago, and uh, We've been in contact ever since, and uh, it just came about. I don't know if they've really ever shown jewelry before at this gallery. I know I've been to some other um, presentations that have been there. Uh, There was a wonderful fiber artist, and I just, before my show went up, there was a wonderful painter that was there, too. So uh, I just feel it's a very good space to show, and a lot of people are going to, a lot of people are going to see the exhibition, which is important to me. Lastly, what's the overall idea that you're conveying with this collection of work? Well, 
again, it's all about reusing pieces, pieces maybe that weren't ever meant to be jewelry, but that's what they are now. I created it into jewelry. And you have to find that right balance. You have to find that it's wearable, that it's comfortable, but also very interesting to look at. These pieces are meant to spark conversation. And I know when I'm out and about and I do wear pieces, uh, people often ask me about them and uh, who made them and how are they created and what materials. It's called Elements of Time, Lost and Found, The Jewelry of Ann Pedro at the Gallery on the Plaza, Homer Babbage Library at the University of Connecticut. It runs through December the 11th, and there is an opening reception coming up this Sunday from 2 until 5 p.m. I enjoyed seeing it, and I think other people will enjoy seeing it too. And good luck with the exhibition. Thanks for joining me this morning. Thank you so much, Wayne. 14 WILI Willimatic and 95.3 FM.